Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. Can you please tell us about our topic and our guest for this episode? Well, hello, Grant. So good to be back. Today, very excited. We're going to be talking about recognizing and celebrating Australian and New Zealand packaging innovation and design, which we do annually in our region through the prestigious Packaging Innovation and Design Awards, the PEDAs as we know them. They are run by the Australian Institute of Packaging, the AIP, Now, PKN, along with our sister publication, Food and Drink Business, is the exclusive media partner for the awards, and we're very privileged to have that honor, thanks to the AIP. The call for entries for this year's program has just gone out, so we thought it would be timely to talk about the awards in more detail to encourage companies and individuals to enter. And here to tell us about this year's competition is one of the people who've been integrally involved in the awards program since its onset, and joining us in the studio today is Nerida Kelton. She's the Executive Director of the AIP. Now, Nerida, you are no stranger to this podcast. Welcome back. We are delighted to have you with us. Thank you, Lindy, and thank you, Grant, for having me back. It's a great pleasure to be here today. So, Nerida, it's really good to see the Peters are in their eighth year now, and every year they keep getting stronger, better, bigger. One of the most important upsides to winning a PETA award also, apart from the regional recognition, is the eligibility it gives those companies to enter the World Star program. So I thought it might be good to start with you telling us how that works. And also, let's reflect on how well Aussies and Kiwis actually do on the global stage. It's it's so exciting, Lindy, because we have only been running the Peter Awards for eight years. And as you said, we just keep growing and growing and growing and the entries are just getting stronger and more innovative and exciting every year. And it's just fantastic to see. And I think for us, we're extremely proud of the fact that we are the exclusive entry point for the prestigious Global World Star Packaging Awards that are actually run and coordinated by the World Packaging Organisation. The AIPR, the board member, sitting board member for Australia and New Zealand on the WPO. And so we have this fantastic opportunity through their program to be able to be the exclusive entry point for all of Australia and New Zealand's entries. So it's an additional and exciting uh, reason, even more a good reason for everyone to enter the Peter Awards because we are, to be honest and proudly, we are shining on the global stage at the moment and the innovations and designs that are coming out of our region are being recognised globally by 60 judges from all over the world and each year we we just keep getting better and and it's just fantastic to see for the hard work that people are putting into their designs down here. Yeah and last year I believe um, in the last round we came second overall and and that was quite an achievement considering the countries and the volume of, of entries coming from those countries that we're competing with. Oh, it, it was such a shock, and but it was just amazing, and we were all we're still we're all still so proud of all of the winners. We had 
27 winners across 12 categories this year and we only got second by one award, Lindy. So Germany actually won this year, which was just fantastic because Germany don't enter every year. Um, interestingly, um, it's traditionally been obviously the, the bigger companies, uh, bigger countries like India, China, Japan, they tend to take the top three spots. Um, we have progressively, though, slipped up. So we, we've been sitting around fourth and third the last few years. Um, and to find out that 27 companies made it to second, it's just incredible. It's just such a proud moment for all of us. I'm like a proud mum, to be honest, because well, I am. I'm just so proud of them because they've worked so hard. And the fact that globally the judges have recognised them for that innovation is proof that they're doing really good work. Well, I think it's really encouraging also for those innovators and designers in the region to think, well, not only are we um, working to make our packaging better for, for the environment and for the industry and the supply chain, but we're actually setting an example on a global stage. And so let's move now to look at the categories that are available to entrants. So we have 14 categories now. So we have what we call... Um, Design Innovation of the Year Awards, and there's six categories in there. And they're what we call like our general award categories. So that's food, beverage, health, beauty, and wellness, um, domestic and household, labeling and decoration, and outside the box. So they're what we class as the general categories. We have um, four special awards, and they are Safe Food Packaging, Sustainable Packaging Design, um, we also have marketing, which was a new one we added last year, and we have accessible and inclusive design. And then my favourites are the individual people categories, and I think these are incredibly important categories that sometimes get overlooked when companies are entering our awards program. And we have our Young Packaging Professional of the Year, we have our Industry Packaging Professional of the Year, and we have two fantastic scholarships that are being offered by the Australasian Bioplastics Association so that one lucky person can actually undertake a diploma in packaging technology for free because of the ABA, and a second person has the opportunity to undertake a certificate in packaging for free. It's just fabulous opportunities for individuals in this industry. So looking at that general category, the outside the box, what, what does that exactly mean? What are the, the criteria for that award? It, that's a really interesting category. We, we've had some um, very interesting entries, as you know, over the last few years. So it's basically packaging, materials packaging or programs that don't fit in the other five categories, in the five general categories. And I'll give you a couple of examples. We had a number of years ago, you may recall, Lindy, we had a sustainable casket. Mm, um, I do recall. <laughs> and it was just such a fantastic, technically advanced innovation. Um, and it just didn't have a home in the other categories. And we've also had dam covers, you may recall, and pool covers. So um, recycled content bubble wrap that's been converted to dam covers and pool covers. So it's for those weird and wonderful uh, innovations that don't have a home in the other general categories. Well, of course, Nerida, some of these awards, um, are well, they're all important, but there are some that are more coveted than others. Which would you describe as the most coveted awards? 
the most coveted is sustainable packaging design and we have a really massive amount of entries in that category each year and what I, I find really interesting is that each year it actually grows so which is fantastic because we're heading towards 2025 so we would inevitably like to see more entries because people are more active and and designing sustainable packaging design that's the most coveted award and it's also the most coveted lindy because we do so well in that award globally um, you know, so it is a really coveted award for our region. Uh, we also have safe food packaging. And for anyone listening today, I really encourage you to look at this. So if you are going to enter food or beverage, also consider that as a special award category. It's such an important area that we don't talk about or recognise as much as we should. And I think that safe food packaging, we would love to see more entries this year. And a really, really important one, which we would like to see embedded in all packaging design is accessible and inclusive design. And we're really grateful to Arthritis Australia for sponsoring that award. Award. They continue to be a really important part of that. They've established the guidelines around our criteria for the awards and they're a fantastic partner in this program. But accessible and inclusive packaging design is another area that we would love to see more entries in because it's so important for packaging design, particularly with the ageing population that we have around the world. Well, I mean, I think even for anyone, as I find now with my eyesight changing um, as I age, and I'd like to qualify, I'm not even that old yet. <laughs> I really find it difficult to read on medicine packs what I need to read um, to, to take my dose. And I think surely that's one of the most essential things where we should have accessible design. We want to be able to have the font size big enough for people to see. For basic things like people not being able to open food jars and that is the role that Arthritis Australia is playing in supporting this award, is really heightening awareness around that. And I'd like to think that people will start to think about accessibility in their design in the same way that they now think about sustainability, because sustainability is surely a baseline requirement now for any packaging design. Absolutely. And I think you're spot on, Lindy, that accessible and inclusive design should be embedded no different from sustainable packaging design or circular design. Um, and I think that sustainable packaging, it, it, it's packaging. It, it, it's We need to see all the elements of our criteria being embedded in all packaging around the world, all categories, all market sectors. It, it's not something for one particular sector or market. It's for everyone. We need to embed sustainable design in all packaging. And of those aspects, there are things like the Australasian recycling label that should almost become a standard requirement or perhaps how whatever the change is that they've made to the innovation is going to help said brand or company achieve the 2025 national packaging targets. I, the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit more about is that safe food design because um, wearing your other hat, you are also on the World Packaging Organization, the vice president of, I always forget, the, the safe food. And do you want to just correct me as I go? Fabs, vice president for sustainability and safe food. It's very long-winded. Yeah, so it's the safe food aspect. So maybe some people are not registering safe food is equals prevent food waste. So packaging that stops food waste is what we're trying to do here. Not the people who are educated in packaging, of course, but I'm just to say safe food is 
equals get rid of food waste because food waste is one of our biggest challenges. Absolutely. Um, I think there are a lot of people around the world that are starting to realise that food waste has a much higher environmental impact than packaging does. And packaging plays such a critical and integral role in potentially minimising food waste across the supply chain. And if we can design better packaging at the start that minimises food waste in the households, then we are going to lower our environmental impact. So it is an integral part of packaging design to look at the whole value chain and look at how you design your packaging at the start so that, A, it's easier to open, close, reseal, hold, grip and not spill and not waste food at the end. And that includes accessible design, as we were talking about before, and it also includes lowering your environmental impact. So it's really, really important that people understand that packaging has such an important role to play. And if we had more intuitive packaging, then we would minimise food waste in the households. The other point about awards that um, I always sort of, you, you, you hit this uh, kind of philosophical debate perhaps is, you know, an award is all about recognition and glory and all of those good things that we may or may not need. And it's good to have that validation and celebration. But really, what, why the awards need to be there, I believe, and I'm sure you are on the same page as me, is that it highlights the change that's happening. It encourages further change and um, supports people who are thinking innovatively about packaging and the change that needs to happen. Do you want to comment on that? It's a really good point, Lindy. When we establish the awards, we actually establish them for that exact reason. It's about education um, and training people to understand what best practice looks like, what good looks like, and to allow other companies the opportunity to look at the previous winners and to learn from them through case studies, interviews, technical articles, et cetera. We talk about them often in our training courses. We include them in many of our articles, et cetera. It's really, really important that we're using this as the foundation to raise the profile of good design in various categories and to encourage small businesses and medium-sized businesses to take that and learn from it and, and include some of those examples in, in their new packs. Um, recognition isn't about a company standing up and getting the trophy to us. It, it isn't actually about that. Peter's aren't about that. It's actually about showing people what good looks like and allowing other people to learn from this, these examples. And I think we've proven that over the last number of years. It's We've had some fantastic examples. And for us, it's really good because we have so many small and medium-sized businesses as well as the multinationals entering. But it's fantastic to have different uh, levels of companies entering so that it gives um, the this, this same like-minded organisations a really good example that it can be done in a smaller business. It can be done in a really difficult category. So let's look more closely at this year's program. What is new? What's new? Well, we have rejigged all of the um, criteria to add some additional aspects, particularly around sustainability. So in all of the 10 company-based 
um, categories, we now include a much stronger criteria and weighting for sustainability, and that includes how you're meeting your 2025 national packaging targets, your 2030 food waste targets. Are you including and incorporating any or all of the 10-point sustainable packaging principles into your designs? Show us your Australasian recycling label on pack. Show what other communication you have on a pack, on pack like QR codes, 2D codes, etc. So we've really uh, increased the level of sustainability criteria and weighting because to us, all categories must have sustainable design criteria included in, in their awards because that's the way we're designing packaging now. And who should enter? Everybody. <laughs> everybody should enter. And I, and I mean that with all sincerity. I, I think it's an absolutely fantastic program for everyone to enter because SMEs have won multiple awards. Some, some SMEs have won World Star Awards, Lindy. It's just incredible to see some of the small businesses win and some really hard working packaging technologists and some of the big multinationals have come up with some fantastic innovations as well. So I truly do believe everyone should enter. I think for me, I really would like to encourage people to enter the special awards as well. Don't forget that they're there. So don't forget that Save Food's there. Don't forget sustainable packaging designs there, marketing, labelling and decoration, all these wonderful categories and people. We always seem to forget the people that work around us and I think it's really important for everyone listening to think about do you know someone that's providing doing something amazing in the industry, contributing significantly that's a quiet person, a quiet achiever in your business or in your community that deserves recognition? Is there someone coming up with some fantastic circular economy program or product stewardship program or something that deserves recognition? Have you got some fantastic inspiring young people that deserve to be recognised. Think about the people around you in your networks because this is what we're here for. We're, we're here to recognise those people. Yeah, people is what makes the packaging happen. Yeah. So when we look at the packaging designs every year, more broadly when you and I present the e event, we usually have a chance to reflect on what those awards um, or those categories are representing, the designs that are entered are representing from a trend point of view. They're a good barometer of the key trends shaping the industry. So if we take a look at a couple of examples of recent winners and the trends these packs are reflecting, it certainly tells us that there is some change. For example, if we look at the um, use of refillables, do you want to comment on that? Refillable and reusable packaging has really increased in the entries and obviously within the industry, and that's wonderful to see because in the waste hierarchy, it's a it's an underutilized area and really, really important area above recycling. So I think that this is proof that people are starting to realize in the waste hierarchy we need to do more in this space. And you see it, Lindy, every day. You you can see the eco store programs and the the um, Sinlay programs and and looped TerraCycle. We've got Zero Co, etc. But the it's such a wonderful category in the waste hierarchy to do so much more. And I think particularly in the last year's entrance, we've seen is a really big shift in that area. So I, I'm really excited to see what the new refillable and reusable entries are this year because people are really coming up with some amazing 
amazing designs and things that consumers are embracing because this is what we want, right? We want to be able to fill our shampoo bottles. We want to be able to fill all of our body wash bottles. We don't want to be continually purchasing over and over again. We want to be able to refill. So, uh, for me, I'm excited because I'm one of those people who do, who does use refillable and reusable, and I'm sure you are as well. So, when you look at what Zero Co have done and what Cove have done, Nature's Organics, they they really are doing amazing work in this space. And then on a material level as well, the move now to looking at options for those refill packs of using a single monomer material. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the Zeroco example is a really good example because they have a rigid refillable pack and they also have a soft plastics pouch and they have designed it so that people can, it's a mono material, it's a recyclable um, pouch and it's designed so that it's easily refillable, but it's also recoverable and recyclable in the country that it's sold in, and that's the most important part. So if you get an opportunity, people can jump on our website. There's some fantastic case studies and examples of what ZeroCo are doing, and there are others that are doing it as well. But it's that mindset of the, the, the packaging designers and technologists that they are moving to more recoverable and recyclable materials and trying to move to mono materials wherever possible. And another example of that, Lindy, is Melbourne Coffee. Yes. Um, and it was a really difficult category, coffee category is a really difficult category for monomaterials because of the barrier and, and all of the things that come with, with maintaining um, flavour and and everything with coffee but if you have a look at Melbourne coffee it's a fantastic example of maintaining all of the functional fit for purpose aspects of the packaging design but then moving to a mono material that's actually recyclable and what was smart about that one was that it's also incorporated the OPRL which is the on-pack labelling program for the United Kingdom and it's also incorporated the ARL, which is the Australasian Recycling Labelling Program for Australia and New Zealand. So they really thought about the markets and they thought about where they were selling the product and they ensured that it was a, a mono material that maintained barrier and integrity of the product but it was also recyclable, recoverable in the country it was sold in but also that the consumers had effective, truthful could unpack communication to determine how to recycle that appropriately in the country. So I think it's a fantastic example of that. One of the trends that on a material level still um, that has been talked about a lot is what we call the fibre-based frenzy. So where there's a, a lot of people looking at what is a paper-based alternative. Now, you and I know plastic isn't always a bad thing um, because it's, it, can, it has its uses, it has its applications, it, is, it can be recovered. Um, so we don't need to go down that conversation. But we are seeing more examples of fibre-based packaging come to the fore and did you find that in the last round? We did. Um, two examples of that is panorganic and zip form packaging. And they worked collaboratively on um, a pack for um, chocolate, for chocolate milk. Uh, and if you get an opportunity, again, that's on our website. The case study is all available. But that's a fantastic opportunity. And Zipform spent a lot of time with Panorganic to develop something that was more sustainable. So they were looking for a more sustainable alternative. Panorganic is a natural company. They're an organics brand. So they didn't 
they wanted to make sure that they were sustainable on the inside and out. So they wanted their packaging to represent their their mantra and their ethos. So that is a really good example of moving to something that is more recoverable and a more sustainable alternative, but also maintaining the ethos of the business. Um, another example is the Woolworths paper seal meat tray. So what Woolworths were trying to do was move from a difficult to recycle or non-recyclable to pet. There was a couple of different categories in it, but black, black non-recyclable trays and then also difficult to recycle meat trays and move to something that was lowering the environmental impact but ultimately reducing single-use plastic. That was their, that was their main goal. So they also had uh, an example um, and it won a world star as well. Both of those, in fact, won world stars in this current round. So that, in fact, everyone we've spoken about has won one of the twenty-seven world star awards. So that's a it's a fantastic example of what we're talking about. Well, let's let's end then um, in this trends discussion on your pet topic, which is the safe food and food preventing food waste. We saw a few examples of that coming through last year as well. We did, and my two favourite ones are Agile's Super Crunch chips, and they always makes me hungry when I have a look at the images of that. And the other one was Junie Lamb, which was Junie Lamb's was in partnership with Sealed Air uh, and Agile's Super Crunch, which is a part of Simplot, for those who may not know, was in partnership with Pack, and they were both Really, really, really different packs. So Juni Lamb is in Bone Guard. Um, it's designed to protect the the packaging so the so that the bone doesn't split the packs as it's being exported. And what they found was with their previous packs that it was wasting the food along the supply chain when they were exporting the meat. And because meat is such a high uh, food loss area anyway, it was really important for Junie Lamb to come up with a more alternative, more suitable material that would protect the bone not splitting through the packs. So Sealed Air came up with a really innovative pack that protects it all the way through the supply chain as it's exported and they have minimised their food waste um, all the way across the supply chain, which is a great achievement. The Agile Super Crunch is a really interesting story. It's designed for e-commerce. It's designed for Uber Eats and for deliveries. And they came up with this fantastic FSC certified fiber pack that maintains the crunchy aspect of the chips all the way through the supply chain. And it also is designed so that it keeps them crunchy. And if for any reason you get them and they're cold, you can pop that pack into the microwave as well. But one of the things that I just love about this pack is that it's tamper evident. Now you ask, why is it tamper evident? Apparently, and I didn't know this, apparently delivery drivers like the smell of hot chips and they sometimes go in and dip in and have a chip or two and it's tamper evident to stop the delivery drivers, which I just love. I just think that's a fantastic idea. I know if I was an Uber Eats delivery driver, I'd probably want the chips too because they always smell really good in your car, but they are both really good examples of what's happening in that space. Yes, so I think that it's fair to say that our awards in our region are definitely a barometer, as I mentioned, of, of the trends and also a good indicator of the innovative thinking that is going on. So the point we're at now is to say, when is the entry deadline and how do people do it? 
Well, uh, you can pop onto the AIP website and there is a page for all of the entry criteria and eligibility. We have a new online awards platform for all of entries, so that's new for this year. And we also have a new and exciting opportunity for all of the companies that are entering that you can also answer all of the criteria on a video to help the judges. So you can actually get your packaging in front of a video, show it, show how it works, how it opens, how it seals, all the features of it that you want to showcase and pop that on a video for the judges as well. So really consider the video option as well because it really will help them help all the judges to visualize the packaging and how it all works. Okay, so um when will the awards be and when will the finalists be announced? When will the winners be announced so the final uh sorry so the entries close on the 8th of april so get in and start writing all your entries everyone and the best thing about our online platform is you can start drafting your entries online and just make sure you save them and then you can enter them closer to the date once you've prepared all of the information so that's a tremendous opportunity as well and then we are going to announce the finalists in um, probably late May, and the winners will be announced at Food Tech Queensland as a part of a hybrid event that we're running with yourselves, Lindy, which is really exciting, and the organisers of Food Tech Queensland, and we'll be announcing the winners on the 8th of July. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what crop of entries we have this year, Nerida, and looking forward to the event and to celebrating um, across all our platforms and getting the word out there about the great design that is coming from our region. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Lindy, and thanks, Grant. And I'm really excited to see everybody's entries. And if anyone needs any help, please reach out to the AIP as we're more than happy to help you. Well, thanks, Nerida. It's been great to listen to uh, what you had to say there. Some amazing stuff happening in the awards of great packaging. And I love that you're uh, not only driving the whole circular side, but also the usability. Uh, Lindy, you hit it right on the nail on the head. Reading what's on the package is getting really really interesting these days, even for those of us with great vision. <laughs> uh, but yes, so thank you both ladies. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us for this episode. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard today, you can tell a colleague about us so they too can benefit from this show. Meanwhile, we'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.